Welcome to episode five of Spokane Chief Central. Uh, it is January eighth now. It is uh, a week into the new year. Weekend, yeah. Um, speaking of the new year, the Chiefs not having a great start to the new year. Well, they had a great start to both games to start this road trip, but holy cow! Yeah, that that first game against Swift Current started out really good, scoring two goals in the first forty four seconds of the game. Berkeley Cat in the slot with a one timer and. That was beautiful, and then Cole Wadsworth ended up stealing a pass and cut in and made a nice move on the goalie and it was looking like, it. Looked like it was going to be a good start to the road trip. Mm-hmm. Well, I was pleasantly surprised to see that. Me too. Um, and then I felt like we still played pretty well most of that first period against Swift Yes, Current. we did. Um, they ended up getting a couple of late goals and getting back into it to tie the game, and then we took the lead again, I believe. I can't if I can remember correctly. Um. Yeah, Connor Roulette scored in the middle of the uh, second period to make it three to two, and then Swift Current just answered right back, like 12, immediately, twelve seconds yeah. later. Then and, the wheels came off. Oh, and then Will McIsaac came down and cut in and had a nice pass from uh, Berthelet and uh, scored to make it four to three. It was his third goal of the year and his sixth point in the last four games. He's been playing well. Uh, McIsaac's been, yeah, he's been playing very well lately, offensively especially. Uh, but then after that, it was it was pretty much all downhill from there. We, as the Chiefs ended up kind of blowing it completely in the third period and losing 8-4. to four. Uh, I thought goaltending was kind of lacking that game a little bit too. Uh, obviously, your goalies aren't going to be perfect every night. but No. And there weren't really defensive mistakes made in that game too. They just... Everything they shot in the second half of the second period and the third period went in. Mm-hmm. Swift Current's a good team. They're just better they than are. us, in all honesty. And it's the same thing um, last night with Medicine Hat, too. Uh, a really early start for a normal Chiefs game, for us around here anyways. Right, 3 o'clock our 3 time. 3 o'clock Pacific time. It was a little strange. But uh, once again, came out really strong in the first period and ended up having a 3 nothing lead. Um, and then Medicine Hat got... One toward the end of the period made it three to one, and then from there it was pretty much all Medicine Hat. Um, Cooper Michaelick didn't look very sharp in net either, um, but they got two early goals in the second period to make t- tie the game, and then from there they got another one and another one, another like one, seven and, and then we, one point. Yeah. and then the Chiefs ended up getting another one. Chase Berthlet staying hot. And scoring another one from the middle between the circles, and uh, but then after that, it was pretty much all Medicine Hat. Um, at one point, it was five to four Medicine Hat, and then uh, Ty Shelldayoff took another bad hit. Um, in my opinion, it wasn't worthy of a five. Definitely a penalty, though. It was for sure yeah. a penalty. Um, it was kind of to me, it was the same kind of stuff that we saw with a lot of the hits in the World Juniors. A lot of the players kind of. Looking to brace the hit, but they ended up turning the wrong way and bracing themselves in the wrong position, and they kind of put themselves into that position to right. get hit. Um, and so I think I'm hoping that hopefully the WHL will see it that way, but based off of Chevy's prior history, I, I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen. As a so-called repeat offender, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look good. He had a two-game suspension earlier this year, and then he had a five-gamer. Five. And so what, what are we thinking here for this? I'm going to say three. You're going to say Yeah. I'm going to say enough to almost miss the rest of the road trip. Yeah, I, I think he's probably done for the road trip. I think we have, what, four games left on the trip? Four games left, yeah. And we're already missing 
extra. We're mm -hmm. already missing par. Mm -hmm. And now hams, you're gonna. What, how do we fill those spots? Well, I don't think. I think those are our only two um, scratches: is Ekstrom and Pars. So I don't think we have any other players. So what? What do we do? Do we call up? Call up some Mathis Preston, or maybe. Um, there's probably some of our prospects that are signed that are playing over in that area that they're right. in Alberta. So maybe call up one of them. Like uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Cohen Harris or uh, Caden Allen, mm -hmm. something like that. You have to call somebody up just to have bodies there. Mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, do you, are you, you in agreement that it's safe to say Chevy's going to get suspended? I think he'll get he'll get at least two or three. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but like I said, I mean, looking back, we just watched the hit again a couple minutes ago, yeah. and I, I think we kind of agree that it's not. It's not. It, it malicious. wasn't malicious, right. and it wasn't intentional. He was going to play play the puck, and ended up just playing the body, and the guy turned and put himself in a bad spot and ducked his head. And both guys were actually going the same direction too. It wasn't like it was a head-on collision. Yeah, he, I mean, Grant. Yes, it was a penalty, but. Um, and I actually it was kind of nice to hear Boiler talk about how Ryan Smith was a little bit fired up with the referees about That's that afterwards a different. too. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think our our goaltending definitely wasn't up to par the first two games, which is odd because they've both been so good leading up to the start of this road trip. Well, like I said, they goaltending's never going to be perfect, but but they each looked pretty they are, subpar for sure yeah um obviously some stuff that they'd want to have back but yeah. then again the whole team kind of just fell apart once each team started getting the lead um which we've seen all year long we saw last year too mm -hmm. when we get played good in the first period and then as soon as we give up something you just see the shoulders slump mm -hmm. you can see that like oh here we go again almost kind of attitude on them to their credit a little bit of, well especially the first game um they came, kind of came back and answered back and took the lead back again. I just maybe they're gonna, maybe they're learning, maybe they're gonna get past this. But ultimately, it ends up being the same thing. It's just now in the middle of the second period they continue it before they kind of just right. give in. I guess to, I don't know. It's it's taking longer in the game for it to take hold, but it's still there. Yeah, definitely not not what you want to see. But uh, I will uh, the the po a positive that I'm taking away from the first two games. I thought Cole Wadsworth fit in really well in that second line, replacing Rasmus Ekstrom. Mm -hmm. uh, he looked he looked pretty solid out there. Playing. And he hasn't played much. No, he looked really solid out there playing bigger minutes. It's nice seeing him actually. I've I've always thought that he kind of deserved like a a better shot. I guess yes. like he he's he deserves more of an opportunity. Right. Uh, and I think he made the most of it. I mean, the first first game of him being on the second line there yeah. center, he scored forty seconds into the yeah, game, making a nice defensive play on the forecheck. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and he and he plays a, a good two hundred foot game. I'd like to see him get more of an opportunity, but um, it sounds like with Ekstrom being out, but probably until at least the end of January, yeah, uh, he he could fill that slot well. I wouldn't mind seeing Owen Martin go up to the second line either, potentially because I I. I think he's too good to be playing third line right now. A little bit. And I think he's on... But those guys, that line has good chemistry, true, though, too. True, true. But again, and then you have guys like Carter Streak who just can't score. Can't seem yeah, to put the puck guy, in the back of the my net. That guy plays hard, too, every time. Yeah, it's just like... Not, it's just not going for him. You got to wonder what they're going to do with that. I was actually looking at his Elite Prospects page the other day, and he had, I mean, 20-some 
assists last year and like 16 goals like yeah. he had a good offensive year last year but he's only got like two or three goals this year it's, it's like what what's going on with and him? every time he does find a score when you've got the old monkey off the back celly too mm-hmm. it's just yeah and it's like you can't do that every time you score <laughs> right you, you don't want that especially as a 19 year old in the right. best junior league in the world yeah um but uh, I mean, other than that, there there's some positive takeaways, but a lot of a lot of negative takeaways. I mean, giving up 18 goals in the first two games is not That's good. a lot of goals for yeah. the goaltending we have, regardless. Of, and like I said, I didn't feel like we had a lot of really major defensive breakdowns. They're just shots that went in. There was not a lot of turnovers, that, you know, in the defensive zone or anything like that. No odd men rushes. It was a lot of it was five on five. Not very much of it was on power play, with the exception of scoring a few on uh, Chevy's five minute. Uh, major yesterday. Another thing I was pointing wanted to point out is I mean we haven't played up in Alberta since twenty. It was like early twenty twenty or late yeah. twenty nineteen. Like it's been almost five yeah. years, four or five years. So the refereeing, the officiating, it's up different there, than it's definitely used to. different. It's not necessarily that it's bad, but it's like I feel like they're really ticky tacky. Um, they'll call a lot of minor infractions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it just maybe it's just not what we're used to seeing. Yeah, it's definitely not. De- differently officiated down here in, in the states, but uh, that like, that was one thing that I noticed right away. I feel like with what, especially what we get to see the most of the U.S. division is a lot more faster and stuff too. They they play a little slowed down, methodical game up there, and I think that it's easier for the referees to spot those minor infractions. That's very true. Yeah, um, it's a little more run and gun down here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but I mean, we, we, we got another day off here today. I'm sure they're probably going, they're going to Lethbridge to play tomorrow. And then you got back-to-back games. You got Tuesday and Wednesday and then Friday. Mm-hmm. So you played three and four nights. And they got Lethbridge tomorrow seeing a couple of former chiefs. Yeah. And Cooper Gazowski, Blake Swetlikov, and then coach Bill Peters. I, I want to know, I hope, uh, Boiler does a little pregame interview with Bill with Peters. Peters. That would be nice. I'd like to listen to that. Um, yeah. But um, I'm sure they probably got to Lethbridge last night, and they're probably they're get a little bit of a skate in today because they need something. They they need something for sure. Um, be interesting to see how that how it all works out tomorrow. Tomorrow's game starts at six Pacific, and so does Wednesday, I believe. Um, since we're back over into Central Alberta as opposed to the eastern side of that or Western Saskatchewan, but um, yeah, I mean. Other than that, I can't think of anything. Just not the start you wanted to have to a six-game road trip. No, it's, it's Especially not. having to start both games that you had. That's pretty disappointing to jump out to multi-goal leads in both games and then get then getting, I mean, on average, almost giving up between the two games double-digit goals each game. Yeah, That's exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Eight, see, we're out scored uh, 18 to 8, I believe, yeah. in the first two games of this road trip. Getting eight goals is great. I mean, four goals a game is great. Especially against the East. Exactly, but letting in eight, ten goals, not good. Not good. Not something you want. Um, You're not going to win those games. Especially with the defense, the goaltending that you have. Yeah. Um, So so, hopefully it's just just kind of a little fluke and they're not like battling some injuries or anything like that either. True, which Um, we don't know about. Yeah. But, I mean, our injured list is already kind of – Stack starting to stack up here all of a sudden too, yeah. with two guys getting hurt in the last game of twenty three, and then potential suspension for shovel day off. I actually wonder if that discipline 
I think that comes, that comes down today. to Tuesdays. Is it Tuesday? It? I think it's Tuesdays. Let me look at that up really quick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So I guess we'll have to wait and see there, but um, probably get at least two or three games. Yeah, I say, I say three. Yeah, but um, moving on, there was some, some positive news is Chase Berthelet getting the name to WHL Player WHL of the Week. WHL Player of the Week. Uh, after get, scoring, what he scored, 10 points in two games. Yeah. Including a hat trick on the 31st against Tri-Cities. His first career hat trick. I still am amazed by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I was thinking about it too. It's like, I was kind of surprised by that too. But then again, when we traded for him, he was 18. He was playing on a good Winnipeg team. Yes. Uh, probably not playing top line like he is now. Uh, and I mean, I think, I think he's, this is the best stretch that he's had and as he's, a chief. And, and I mean, he was good when he came to us. Granted, our, the team was pretty weak when we got him, but he's gotten better ever since then too yeah it's not like he's maintained he's improved and i feel like since the first couple episodes of our show we were talking about how he's kind of had a slower start to the year yes. and everything too and then ever since ever since we talked about it, he has just skyrocketed and just yeah. and t- taken off and he's like i said he's having a career stretch yeah maybe he was listening to us I, i'd like to think so you i'd know. like to think that potentially but no he's uh he's having a Basically had a good last four or five weeks. Yeah, he, he, yeah, for sure. And it's it's nice it's nice to see that because you know twenty year old going into your final half of the season yeah. in the league and uh, I always thought he has always been one of my favorites since we traded for him. I, I love Me his too. Hu- the, love the his kid hustle. never takes a game off. Love his hustle. He's got yeah. a great shot. He seems like a great leader too. Yeah. Um. So that that, that was nice to see. It's nice to see him get some recognition from the league for yeah. that. Um. Also, Berkeley Catton getting named to the CHL Team of the Month as well. That was it. pretty big news, too. So The entire CHL, so not I thought, just the dub. I thought that was kind of interesting. That kind of proves our point that the C- or the WHL is the best junior league. Right. Uh, the all forwards from that were Catton was a center, and then the other two were uh, a guy. I think they were both from Prince George, actually. Were they? I think it was. Let me pull it up really quick so I'm sure. But... Um, they were all all forwards were guys from the uh, WHL. Yeah, and I mean that's not surprising in my opinion. No. Um, yeah, we had uh, Berkeley Cat in left wing, Zach Funk at center, and Riley Hyatt right wing. The two Prince George guys, and then a couple of guys from the uh, OHL, and then a goaltender from the Q. Yeah. So it's nice seeing Cat and get that recognition too. As I a mean, seventeen-year-old. I mean. Look at reading this: eight goals, fifteen assists, twenty-three points, and a plus twelve in ten games in the month of December. Twenty-three points in ten games. Guys averaging two point three points a game in December. Uh huh. It's it, it's incredible. Uh, it's I certainly a top ten pick. Yes. In the NHL and draft, and probably this going season. high if he continues probably this. Probably top five. Yeah. Continues this, he'll be top five. I would assume. I mean, if you look at his, um, let's pull up his elite prospects page. And it'll tell you what like he's projected to have, uh, based off of what he's earned already. Like looking at this right now, like ranked six, number six for the draft by consolidated rankings, ranked number seventh by elite prospects, ranked number six by Bob McKenzie, number eight by Craig Button. Like yeah. it's 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 cool to see a chief have that. Yes, it is. Uh currently Catton is on pace for forty seven goals, sixty six assists, and hundred and thirteen points. And what I find most amazing about that, he's not playing on a team where the team's helping him get recognition. 
his own individual skill set is given in this recognition because it's not like the Chiefs are something that anybody's talking about. Well, especially looking at his assist numbers. I mean, we're, we're just a week into the second half of the season, haven't even played half of our games yet, and he's got... 34 assists and he's on pace to mm-hmm. almost have 70 assists on a year as a, as a 17 year old in the best junior league in the world yeah um and connor roulette's right there behind him too i mean obviously connor roulette's a 20 year old veteran who's been around for a while and i'm sure having a lot being on a line with cat and is probably helping out a ton too and i'm sure they, they and i mean we've seen it they feed off each other so mm-hmm. well and uh they have the good chemistry i'm sure i I believe they live together too. Oh, do they? Billet, same billet family. Um, so it, it, I mean, I'm sure that that probably plays a lot into yeah. it too. Um, but I, again, I mean, um, Connor Roulette's on pace for 49 goals, 52 assists, and 101 points. Not crazy. So I mean, those two guys having them on the same line together, you just you can't break that up while they're still hot. I mean, Roulette's staying hot even yes. so far too. So, um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to kind of see what how they come out against Lethbridge, if it's going to come out strong and if we can continue to play a full 60 or if we're going to kind of take another step back again after getting the lead. Do you think that some of the, I don't want to say poor play necessarily, but the first two games of the road trip, you think uh, anybody's out there nervous about the trade deadline on Wednesday? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. If anything is going to happen, I, I wouldn't. Either. I don't. I really don't expect us to do anything at this point. It's. I mean, we're two days out from the trade deadline, right? So you got to wonder if we're going to do anything at this point, or if we're going to wait and do something until the last minute, or if we're going to do anything at all. I don't, know. I don't know what you can do right now. I. I think depending on how severe these injuries for par and extra are, you might want to go out and grab another forward, just like some depth, like right. maybe like a sixth or a seventh rounder. We have, a, you know, an abundance of that. Right. So maybe, but uh, I mean, there's, I've seen teams this week make trades with guys, sixth, seventh rounder getting traded for just a, a solid player just mm-hmm. to kind of build it, your team and for some depth and everything too. But I don't know. I don't know what, what they're going to do. I know, Campar is on the road trip with the team and potentially could be back by this next weekend, um, but they're not 100% sure on that. I know, right. I know Rasmus Ekstrom didn't even make the road trip, so we'll have to see um, kind of how all the injury situation plays out. And the thing with, with Shovel Day Off, depending on his suspension right. too. Yes, I mean, which we'll know tomorrow too before the trade deadline. Right, right. So, yeah. And we actually we play a game probably a couple hours after the trade deadline right. occurs on Wednesday. right. So that's going to be interesting to see too. See if there's any difference in how they play. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that's probably lingering in some of the players' it's heads. Be. Uh, I don't necessarily think anybody played poorly. No, like, no, like, no. and no, no individual player. I think just no. as a team, they just looked really flat. They kind of just took the foot off the gas once they got the lead in both games, and it's which has been a common thread for the last two years. And. In all honesty, like I said, it takes longer for it. It's not just after a first period. Now it's now it's after a half of a game. But what do you do about that? What let's just say hypothetical, they lose all their games on the road. What happens then when they get back? Oh, you make a coaching happen? change at this time. If that's know. something that I mean, I'm not saying that that needs to happen, but I'm just. What do you do to try to turn it around? I mean, yeah, they you had, have to do something. They had the hot streak there, you know, right before Christmas, going into New Year's, and then now here we are again. And I mean, I'm not saying we're going to lose, you know, a couple more games in a row, but it's definitely possible. 18 goals in two games. 
It's definitely possible. Well, and it, it seems to be a common theme with the U.S. division right now, too. I mean, look at... Tri-Cities, what yes. we did. So, we scored 16 goals on... Or, 17 goals on Tri-Cities in that um, two-game two span right there. And then Tri-City came up to... They're on their central swing right now, too. They right. beat Lethbridge 3 nothing, And then the next night, they lost 10-1 to to Medicine Hat. Yeah. Or something like that. It was like 10 or 11-1. to Yeah. And then the next night, Medicine Hat puts up another 10 goals on Spokane. Oh, yeah. So it's like both both teams are kind of struggling right now too, and I don't know if it's the East. The East is just good. I mean, they're good. I mean, I'm sure they are. I know Medicine Hat's the top team in the Central right now, and Swift Current's in second place. So we've we played the two top teams right now. So we'll have to wait and see kind of how they how they respond the rest of the trip. I uh, mean, we looked good against them to start with, both of them. Yeah, we looked great. I I thought coming out two nothing. Uh, in the first forty seconds of the first game against Swift Current, I was like, all right, well, this is this is exactly what we wanted. And then, you know, after that, they just stopped. They stopped pushing. They stopped. You got to wonder if that's a case of them thinking, like, this is going to be easy, and then they let off, or I I don't know. And we usually play these teams well, too, because you know, know. only see them once a year. And so you can you, prepare. You want to get the two points. Yeah. Um, and players playing in rinks they've never played in before, and some guys don't play in front of their families and stuff, too. I know Berkeley Catton's family is there the first couple right. of games. And so... And obviously he's going to play well. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that kid take no. a game off. But, no. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's. I don't want to say it was expected, but I definitely but I definitely expected them to come out and play harder than they did. Yes. For the entire sixty minutes, both especially games. being on. I didn't even watch the. Streak. I didn't even watch the third period of the Medicine Hat game. I never did do that. No, I I had zero desire to, uh, desire to after they went down eight to four. Right, and I was like uh, they've seen enough. And then I got the notification that they scored two quick ones in the third period too. It's like it's ten to four right now. I don't want to yeah. watch this. There's only one other time I remember doing that. And that we are actually at a game a couple of years ago where we left the game early mm-hmm. and they came back. That's right. Well, I left. You left. You, That's right. Yeah, I went to. I remember I went, to, went to a, a concert. concert. Yeah. And then we ended up. I remember that Jack Finley came back and scored a hat trick in the third period. Yeah. And we only lost by one, but but that's the only other time we ever want to walk out on a game. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't do that. I don't ever really. I I try to watch all every minute of every game during the it's season. Frustrating, but it's it's not something that you want to see from the from the team that's played so well prior to the road right. trip and stuff too. Um, be well. We'll see what how they come out tomorrow. I'm really hoping that it's just kind of a little minor hump in the road uh and they can kind of turn it around again and kind of get back to where they have been obviously missing guys like ekstrom and par where who were in the lineup when we were having these this good yes. stretch and stuff too isn't going to help but um but yeah i mean who knows uh, we'll see we'll know tomorrow we'll have another answer yeah and that have another answer and shovel day off suspension and true uh, and if we call anybody up and mm-hmm. You know, you talk about guys getting opportunities like Wadsworth and call somebody up, and they get a chance to get some games under their belt, possibly too. I'd like to see. I'd like to see somebody called up because we only did, we only did that at the beginning of the season this year. I'd like to see some more younger guys getting yeah. the chance to play. Yeah, I'd like to see Mathis Preston play again. I'd like to see um, Brody Gillespie play again. Uh, like Cohen Harris, Caden Allen. I'd love to see Caden Allen come up and play because I, I mean, he looked so good in camp and he played the entire preseason with us too. Right. He, he looks really he looked good. good. He's a big, bulky, uh, kind of stay-at-home style defenseman. Uh, we don't necessarily need any defensive help right now. Um, well, we do, but yes. not numbers-wise. Right. Um, 
but I, I mean, you know, maybe give a couple of guys a, a game off or something, get Caden Allen in, into the lineup. Because I, I mean, he's he's already built like he's ready to play mm-hmm. in the WHL. He's got the body type for it, and he's he's physical and he's smart, moves the puck well. I think Mathis Preston is are honestly ready to play in the league too, based off of what I saw the first uh, game that he played for us this year, uh, scoring a goal and all that stuff too. But um, I, I don't know what they're. I don't know how it all works with the calling up those prospects. Like if they have to wait for them to not be in a, one of their AAA games. Possibly. Or I, I don't understand how that works. I'm sure based off where they are in the road right now, they'll look for somebody in that area first. Um, like I think that Cohen Harris is playing up in that area uh, and Caden Allen actually. So it'd be, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll get some news either today or tomorrow, whether. Yeah. We'll probably find out some before game time, obviously tomorrow. Yeah. But. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Um, you got the trade deadline Wednesday. There's been some huge moves in the Western League. Holy cow. Wenatchee, still kind of blown away by that. I mean, I understand it, but I don't understand it. You got a team that can compete this year, and you're worried about the future with draft picks because you gave them all up last year in Winnipeg to to make a run at it then. I I don't know, to get rid of Geeky and Savoy both. But, boy, did they make a haul on draft picks. I think, overall, it was the bright move for them. For the future. Personally. But, but why not try to just – I still Well, here's, the, here's, here's my, my thing about it. I was thinking about this after we recorded last week. Um, they only had those three draft picks for the next, like, three or four years. Right. Um, total. Total. Right. Right. And, like, the Winnipeg management really screwed them over. Yes. Um, and you you feel bad for him honestly for yeah, that well, like like very much so um but they if they make a push this year and they say they don't trade Savoy or Geeky or uh, they also trade Ashton Cumby to mm-hmm. Seattle um but if they don't trade those guys they still have these three picks over the total over the next like 4 years make a run they get say they get to the finals lose mm-hmm. a hypothetical then what? They, they don't have. Ge- they're not going to have Geeky or Savoy next season, right. regardless. Right. They're going to be in the NHL or the AHL. Right. So you can't. You don't have those guys as leverage for a trade. Right. So and you're so still you're stuck still with stuck with zero the draft picks. So then, yeah. so then, who? What you know? What do you do there? So yeah. I, I, I mean, I understand where, where you were coming from with the why not just make a run for it, but. Yeah. Again, I I think overall is a good move for the franchise being being a new, being new in, in, in a, a new, new town. Town, yeah. I, I think kind of, and Bliss Littler, their general manager, he's smart. He he ran the BCHL team there for he's doing so years. good with everything, and he is he's doing awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's handled adversity well early in the year with coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done everything right for sure. But I mean. I, again, I think it was the right move. I mean, God, what was the... I got to go look up that trade again. They got like eight picks between the two guys. And like, I want to say three or four of them are first round picks. Yeah. It's it crazy. Let's see. So, looking at this here. Wenatchee traded Matt Savoy to Moose Jaw for... 2024 third and sixth round picks, 24 or 25 first round picks, 2025 eighth round, 2026 second round, and and a 2027 first and a fourth for, for one for player one for a rental for half of the season. 
Exactly. Not even a full season. So wipe all those draft picks off the board if they choose to keep. If right. Wenatchee chose right. to keep Savoy. And then for Connor Geeky, this one was crazy. This one was really crazy. Yeah, because they got some players out they of this one. They get three players, including a couple of pretty good young guys. This Maddox, I don't know, McCaggerty. He's good. He's 17. He's one of the one is the one of their top prospects. Um and then they get Josh Fluker and Sam Ward and then 2025 first and second round picks, 2026 first and a 2027 seventh rounder. Yeah. So they get three players in return and for four Geeky, draft picks. Three young players and four draft picks. So that's I mean that's 10 plus draft well, picks. Isn't Fluker isn't he one of those that was on the team of the CHL team of the week with Captain? I don't know. I, don't I thought think that's so. a guy you mentioned earlier. No, right, it was Riley Hyatt, Zach Funk. Funk. I was thinking Funk. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, they they made a good, a pretty good haul there, and they also traded Ashton Cumbie to Seattle, I believe, for a sixth rounder yeah. this year. And so, I've still heard that they may trade Sword before Wednesday. I have too. I, I there's a lot of teams that are looking for uh, a, a solid twenty year old defenseman uh, to make a run toward the playoffs. But man. I don't know. I mean, and like I said, I'm sure the trade deadline is going to be absolutely bonkers on Wednesday. I'm sure it is. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I'm trying to think of other teams. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle tried to pawn off another guy. Yeah. They're they're they're, on, they're not doing really good right now either. They're struggling. They're I think they've lost like six or seven in a, in row. a row. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to see Spokane make any selling trades necessarily. No, I don't want to get any rid of our youth, but something's got it. Something needs to change somehow, some way. We have to shake something up. Whether it's from the, yeah. And I'm I've heard rumors of Portland getting Nate Danielson from Brandon, right? Um, which I wouldn't be surprised at all. Portland seems to be able to take make make these trades like nothing. Mike Johnson knows what he's doing. As much as I <laughs> don't care for the don't guy. care for the guy, just because they're so darn good all the time, he knows how to make stuff happen. But. Um, and then let's see, Tri-City, I doubt they'll probably do anything they won't there. Do much. They're right around kind of where we are. Uh, Everett, I can see Everett making another move. Yeah. Um, I just saw that there was a trade in the East today that got announced. It was between Moose Jaw and Calgary. I can't remember who it was. That was a 20 year old Calgary player that got traded to Moose Jaw. Um, man, it's good. I mean, the East, the, it seems like all the Eastern teams are really loading up. For, for this year, they're yeah. they're tired of losing to the West in the, so too. in the final, and it's going to be kind of interesting to see how it all plays out and see how the rest of the season plays out for the Chiefs. I mean, we have four games left on this road trip, or three or four games Nine, left. Four. How how do you think we're going to do? Um, I'm I, I mean, we've already played the top two teams in in the division, so now you're you're. Going... I'm going to say the best the best I would hope for is go two and two. Yeah, I don't know if I expect that. But I would like to see that at least happen. So I mean, I don't know. Not the way they played the last two games, not gonna happen. But yeah, I mean, you got to get more out of out of your goaltending. You got to get more out of your guys offensively too. If your yeah. goaltending is not going to be up to up to We're task, not I win mean, eleven to ten games. I get that, and scoring you know four goals a game is good. But man, yeah, it, it, it like I said, with how we started both games, you think that maybe things were going to continue how they were but they just didn't no and i th i think when that happens too we end up relying on those guys that are leading the team and scoring more so and stop doing things as a team and 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think I think some guys give in and some guys don't. Hard to believe, but uh, you got Catton and Roulette with over fifty points. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. So you got looking at the points leaders on the team. You have Berkeley Catton with fifty eight, Connor Roulette with fifty two, and then you have Chase Berthlet catching up to everybody yes, he is. with forty two oh. after this hot stretch he's been on. Um, and goals, same thing. I mean, Catton's got twenty five. Or Roulette's got 25, Catton's got 24, and then Chase Berthlet's up there now with 14, and Owen Martin with 10. He's had himself a good start to the second yeah. half, too. Um, but, I mean, looking at all this, it's like you just see these three or four guys on, on each uh, on each stat, power yeah. play, assist, goals, each shorthanded. Stat line. Look at this. Shorthanded goals, Berkeley Catton 4, Dawson Cowan 1. one. The second that is insane. Isn't that crazy? I forgot about that. No. Um. Cole Wadsworth with a game-winning goal. I mean, looking at looking at all these, it's like Berkeley Catton is pretty much leading every every stat we have. Ty Shelley off with sixty-four pins. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, something something's got to give here. We gotta make some sort of a, a push or a move or something. It's, we'll, it's we'll see what happens in the next two games. We'll know more by the end of Wednesday. Yeah. So if you had to. You, you, last week we picked like a player to watch for the second half, and you picked uh, Owen Martin, I mm -hmm. believe. He's come out strong. He's come out well. He's did, did had a great showing against Tri Cities, um, and then I did shovel day off. He had actually had a goal in the first period last night. Uh, really, really nice goal too. Leighton Feist with a little slap pass from Chevy's the, played well since the break. Honestly, he's like sixth in points on the team. Yeah, Chevy had a. Uh, or Feist had a nice little slap pass from the top of the point and right on the stick of Chevy and it tipped over the goalie's shoulder and that made it uh, two nothing Chiefs at that yeah. point and uh, before he got that un that unfortunate penalty but um, I don't know I, I I'm starting to think that if there's going to be any veteran that's going to make any any crazy strides in the second half it's going to be Berthelet I mean look at looking at what he did start the second half and everything too it's Good to see from a from a twenty year old guy on your team that, uh, from a leader, honestly, I mean leading the young guys, and everything too. So, we'll have to have to wait and see kind of how it all plays out with everybody else and see how the it because obviously I think he is going to get suspended. So we'll see how the suspension affects him. Uh, yeah. How he affects how he plays physically and everything like that too. So who knows. Well, well, like I said, we'll know here in a couple of games if this trend is going to continue or if something's going to turn around. You know, all we can do is wait like the rest of the Chiefs fans out there. Yeah, Chiefs are on the road again. They don't come back home until the 19th of January. So we're going to have a lot of games to watch yeah. on uh, CHL TV uh, starting tomorrow night against Lethbridge. And then who do we play after that? Lethbridge, and then we play Red Deer on Wednesday. And then Friday is that game again. Uh, against Calgary, Calgary at 11 a.m. That's right. Also found out that, I don't know why, we st I still don't know why, Calgary, the Flames don't play that night. So, so that's I, not it, huh? No, I, it must be like a kid's day or something. Uh, and then 3 p.m. start on Sunday the 14th against the Edmonton Oil Kings. And then back home Friday the 19th against Everett. And then uh, on the road the next night in Wenatchee. So ho hopefully we can have a positive... 
outcome for the rest of the uh, road trip and then come back home Go and from there come back home after trade deadline just kind of knowing our team is set in stone for the rest of the season right hopefully that can kind of relax some of the guys i feel like that always kind of has kind of an effect it's got to. whether they say anything about it or not it has to have some sort of an effect on them whether you're afraid that you're going to get moved or you're afraid your friend's going to get moved it's i mean it's not always just about you either no yeah. but that's that's the name of the game that's that's how junior hockey works yeah it's how it's how the System has always worked, but I don't know. So, prediction for tomorrow night against Lethbridge. Score. We'll do the next, we'll just do the next two games. 5-3. Chiefs? No. Okay. What about Wednesday against uh, Red Deer? Red Deer. Oh, let me check the uh, let me check the standings really quick because I can't remember where those two are in the standings. If I could find where the standings are on the CHL website, I guess I could probably just search it. Oh, or not. Google is your friend. As Mark Norman would say, just Google it. All right, so you have... Whoa, that's not up to date. Forget it. I don't care anymore. All right, I'm still going to say... So I said 6-3, is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say 5-2. Against Red Deer, we're going to lose that one too. Like, I'm not. You just, I, Mister Positive. I'm very disappointed in what I saw the first two games. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I would be too. It definitely wasn't something that we wanted to see. I'd like to see them turn it around. I'd like to hope that they can turn it around. And until I see something turn around, I I can't go that way. It's been a long couple of years of watching this team play the way they did the first two games of this road trip. It's frustrating. Yeah. It really is frustrating as a fan. Yes. Uh, obviously, you know that they're not gonna, you know, be anything spectacular this season. But no, you're building toward the future. But you were hoping to see a pretty good jump. I would like to see more than this. Uh, so, got to figure out something, something to do, and you got to think that with our general manager having such history with leading make creating these brilliant teams like he he pretty much turned Kamloops into a powerhouse the last few years too with drafting guys like Stan Coven and right. stuff like that too so uh yeah it'll be interesting to kind of see how that how that all works out but uh I'm gonna say we're gonna I'm gonna say I'll say 5-3 Chiefs win tomorrow in Lethbridge uh and then I'm gonna say we lose a close nail biter on Wednesday 3-2 so we'll have to wait and see, but uh, we'll kind of pick our predictions for the rest of the road trip. Uh, I guess, well, no, we won't, because I guess our next episode won't be until the next Monday after the trip is over. But I'm like you said, two and two. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing. I think you get that's all you can kind of hope for right now. Um. So we'll see what happens. But all right. Well, we'll know more in two days, like we keep saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned for a possible 
guest feature on this show. We might have a, a possible guest for the first time on any podcast we've done. We might have a... Form- and, that, and if it does come to fruition, we're kind of going straight to the top. Yeah, for so sure. So I'm pretty excited about the possibility of this happening. We're going to have to work on our Zoom skills to <laughs> see how the audio comes through and all that stuff too. But yeah. it could be pretty amazing. It'll be pretty cool. It'll yeah. be pretty cool so, to have, have, a, have a guy, a yeah. former chief on the show. Possibly so. possibly a former big name chief. Yeah, that's so right. We'll... Right. Uh, We'll have to see how that comes about, but we'll know more in a couple of days, and we'll uh, report back next week, and hopefully we have some more uh, positives to talk about instead of uh, what we've talked about today. Yeah, hopefully the Chiefs will have a better showing that they had the first two games of this trip. Exactly. All right, go Chiefs, go. Go Chiefs, go. Thanks for listening, guys.